This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show, episode 538 for April 5th, 2022. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined as always by Miranda Sanchez. Hello, Miranda. Hi, hello. Stella Chung, how are you? Damn, I feel like I should take that up because Dustin's my boss, and I feel like I need to keep up the charade. So there you go. I'm good. <laughs> how are you? The BAM represented. I like that. <laughs> and uh, making his return to Unlocked, friend of the show, David Whitaker from Level One Gaming. David, good to see you, sir. Hey, thank you for having me on again, all the way from uh, Texas, but there's not a snake in my boot today, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Well, how have you been? How are things with the site? You know, we last time we had you on, I uh, just loved the energy you brought. It was just really fun to have you here. So, how have things been going? What have you What have you been playing? Take uh, just remind everybody what you're up to. Yeah, uh, everything's been going really good with the site. Uh, been getting lots of different advice from different people in the industry. I had this incredibly long DM with uh, friend uh, Jess Corden. He was really helpful and gave me lots and lots of advice. Uh, so things have been going good on that aspect. As far as gaming, I've been on my indie kick. Uh, Tunic was such an, an incredible game that took up a lot of my time. So very frustrating and lovable at the same time. Uh, another game was uh, Young Souls. It was published by Arcade Crew, uh, developed by, I think it's 1P, 2P, maybe first player, second player. I'm not sure how the pronunciation of that goes. Um, between that and then no one, uh, Nobody Saves the World. And another game called Skull. Uh, all these games are in Game Pass, by the way, and the indie love has just been incredible lately. So I, I, that's what I've been playing lately, just frustrating myself with these difficult games <laughs> like Tunic and Skull. But they're good, though, man. It's uh, so, so good. much good stuff. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, well, let's get started. We've got plenty to talk about this week. Let's start with, I mean, a topic that I, I guarantee at least 50% of you listening are going to not believe me when I say this. And and I'm not even sure I believe me, but there are indications. We've been watching this. I mean, our, our deals team keeps a, a hawk's eye on this stuff. The Series X console shortage might finally be over. Uh, it is. It was in stock for a few days rather than a few minutes mm -hmm. on Amazon last week. And right now, uh, and this has been true, I wrote these show notes yesterday and then I, I touched it up today. Uh, the last number of days, including as we record this at 11.18 a.m. Pacific on, uh, <laughs> on Tuesday morning, Walmart.com still has them. Uh, so they're still there and they're on the Microsoft Store, but you got to do a bundle. So you have to get a, a game and an extra controller, but they're there as well. Now, I'm not sure about brick and mortar because I don't leave my house, uh, but it might be safe to say just maybe. Uh, even if even if we're saying the Series X isn't necessarily widely available, it's at least available if you want one. Like you can seek one out. Uh, I mean, you you might you might no longer have to be following the IGN deals Twitter, following Wario sixty four on Twitter, and and having like three seconds to try and click the link as soon as it drops. So uh, I want to go around the table first. I will go to David, of course, our guest. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with this? Do you think the time has finally come after 16 months that this is widely available? And, and if uh, and if the, the console is finally here, 
for anybody who really wants one, you know, what's what are your thoughts? You know, I, I really do think so. There had to have been a time to where um, Microsoft had began to make different and, and more investments into, you know, getting this console out. And we heard uh, things that it may be sometime mid 22, late 2022, before we started to get more series X's out there. I know amongst the social medias of the world, more people will tell you, hey, well, no one's just not buying the console. Well, that's not the case. Um, the consoles are, are, are being are being bought. Um, like you said, it sold out almost instantaneously on Amazon and fortunately still up for both people on Walmart. Um, uh, unfortunately we still can't walk into a store and grab a console. I've seen a few series S's yeah. in stores. You can just walk in and say, I want a series S and walk out. And that's not the case for the series X because it still is a highly sought after console. I think people who do not want to go spend the money on a PC realize the value in the box and realize, Hey, like there's a lot of games coming on this console over the next couple of years. And Game Pass is pretty cool. So I think it might be a good time for me to invest into the ecosystem. So I really believe that Microsoft made a push and they made a commitment to say, hey, we want to get more boxes into the hands of gamers. And uh, it's, it's paying off from un unofficial numbers. They seem to have been eclipsing uh, their counterparts, uh, which is the PlayStation in North America. Yeah. Yeah, I saw those numbers as well. Uh, Stella, your thoughts here on the possibly finally abating uh, <laughs> X Series X shortage. Good. Oh my God. Finally. Uh, you, you said 16 months and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. It's been like a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, good. Thank God. Finally, please. Um, I know my friend, like he, uh, so he ended up getting the, um, Halo special edition Xbox, but like the way that he had to go about he could not get a regular one the fact that he had to wait until the special edition drop for him to be able to like jump on that just to even get a console like it worked out for him because he's a massive halo fan so it's great but i just want people to play games i want them to enjoy things you know and the fact that the xboxes are becoming more available is great because game pass is also a very good deal so this makes me happy because like once you get it you can play all these different games it's fantastic so I'm happy. Uh, help everyone who wants a console who has not gotten one yet um, can get one. <laughs> uh, Miranda, we're going to talk Game Pass here in a second because yes. I figure, well, <laughs> if if our if a lot of our listeners are now finally able to get their hands on a Series X, we should probably talk about games that people should jump into with their new Series X if it if it's applicable. So. Uh, Got any, do you have a short list of things that you, you want to recommend to people who are, are just plugging in their Series X? Yeah, absolutely. So the list actually isn't going to be the typical ones you would think of, of like new releases or AAA first parties. Um, I kind of wanted to highlight some of the other smaller games, uh, starting with Outer Wilds, because it's me. <laughs> Outer Wilds is back on Game Pass, y'all. Go play it. Go have a lovely space adventure. It is incredible. Um, but also just in all seriousness, some others that I think are fun in between big games. So sometimes if I got frustrated with a boss or something else, I go play something that I think was a little bit more chill. And Game Pass has a lot of those sorts of games as well. Uh, so one of those is Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, oh which... Yeah, it's it's been around for a long time. It is just so delightful. What you're doing is you're just putting a bunch of units on a field to go like face off against another enemy unit and it's sort of like a puzzle game in that you're trying to figure out what sort of units can conquer the other ones and it's just goofy as heck like it is so good and it, you can just do like one or two levels and you're like you know i'm good i'm i'm out 
And then, and then you can just come back to it, whatever. So like, that's just, again, one of the beauties of game, game pass that you can just sort of just pop into something and then come back to it nine months later. And it's still great. Um, another one is spirit fair. So, uh, that one, so, oh, well, actually now we have, yay, totally accurate battle simulator. Oh, it is, it so, is. Funny. Yeah. It's so funny. So red on top of it. Thank you, red. Yeah. I so, remember this now. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. This now. It's so silly. If you're watching and like, seriously, if you haven't played, if you're, like waiting for other things to download. This is actually a great game to play too. <laughs> then, um, so what you're doing is essentially placing down units and that cost a, a specific amount per unit and it scales based on like the complexity of the unit. Like if it's like a god, quite literally can get Zeus or Valkyrie or the Grim Reaper or just like some archers or just some bards. Like there's just such so much, uh, so many different kinds of units you can place down and the combinations are really goofy. Um, so that one, again, great one to just download and have fun with while other things are downloading. Uh, then there's also My Time at Portia. So I'm actually going to skip Sierra Fair. We're going to do My Time at Portia, which is in the vein of, I guess, a lot of the town sims. So you think of Stardew Valley. Uh, so this one, I think, is a little bit more action-oriented. So I reviewed this a few years ago. And it's just such a lovely adventure game. Like, it's a, it's a tree puncher game. So you're going to go collect a bunch of materials. There's a lot of quests. The townspeople are really weird. The I guess the whole lore of this world is really interesting, too, because it's kind of like post-civilization. And it's everyone's rebuilding again. It, it's just really charming. So I think if you need something a little bit more chill, but has some action to it, I'd highly recommend that one. Uh, you can spend so many, so many hours in it. Uh, but we if you just see a llama get punched? I yes. was going to mention yes. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's mining. There's a lot of things that you can fight. There's things that will absolutely destroy you that you can fight. And so you kind of need to like, beef up. It's it's really cool. Um, and I think one of those that wasn't really talked about for for that much of time, that, I guess, the uh, like chill game space. But it's kind of, I guess, because it's on the line of not being entirely chill. Uh, there's also romance. So it's great. Uh, another very chill one is unpacking. So this one, I think, got a lot of chatter end of last year, which is you're literally just unpacking boxes of a person and sort of living through their life as they move through different houses. There is no dialogue. Everything in the story is told through the boxes you unpack and the locations that they go to. And it's so, so good. This is a weekend game, guys. Like you can sit, you can just, I think I played this in two sessions. It took me maybe like four hours, but mostly just because I was really diligent about where I was packing things. I was like, I oh, know this has to go here next to this because that's where it makes sense. And there are sort of uh, like specifications that like you can't have your pots in the living room. Like, so there are things you <laughs> have to rules. place. Yeah, there are rules, but it is just really chill. The music is great. I highly recommend this one again for just like a nice, like relaxing. Oh yes, I'm just breaking this in and, and having a good time on the weekend. Um, if you want to get something really sad though, let's talk about Spirit Fair, mm. which is about essentially talking to a bunch of different spirits and fulfilling quest for them to help them move on. So it's it's uh, like kind of like shepherding them to the other side of the other side, like moving on completely. Uh, it is such a beautiful game. It is on Game Pass. So just another one to quietly recommend. And then the final one. Okay, well, we have some Spirit Fair gameplay. This one also has like fishing and cooking and there's recipes you need yes. to find. Yeah, there's a cat. You can do co-op, I believe. There's farming. You get to build up this beautiful boat. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and sort of recruit people to come, like, stay on your boat with you. 
So it's just really wonderful. And there's a lot to do in this game as well. So sort of in the same vein, I guess, as uh, my time at Porsche and Stardew, like there's just a great, but this one's more story focused than all of those. Uh, and then the final one I wanted to recommend is Undertale. Obviously, a lot of these games aren't necessarily taking advantage of like Xbox Series X power, but it takes advantage of the fact that you have Game Pass and now you have access to a lot of really kick-ass games. So if you guys have not played Undertale, it is my favorite game of all time. Oh. It is a little ugly at first, but then <laughs> I like that's the, the character design of the main character. I just hated the way they looked for so long. And it's like, I can't play this game. And then I played this game and, and it destroyed me. So give it a chance. This is one of those games, again, that I think you should give a chance. I think Outer Worlds is in the same vein. Like it may not like vibe with you, but it could also be something that you really, really love. So I would say give that a try. It is another gorgeous uh, story-driven game. The less you know about it, the better. And yeah, those are my picks that are, again, off the beaten path, which Undertale is not off the beaten path. It is very popular, <laughs> but uh just, just some nice little reminders of things that are on Game Pass that are cool. Excellent list of deep cuts there, Miranda. I like that. Uh, I will say the. Um, I hope there's never a sequel to Unpacking called Packing because that would be no. my nightmare. Oh my god! I, <laughs> You're yeah. moving. Time to pack. Please. Oh no! Could we not? That would be the worst Terrible. game of all time. Uh, David, any anything on your list for any new Xbox Series X owners out there as they fire up their console that they might want to dig into on Game Pass? You know, I'm, I'm going to give two games because I think they kind of embody the wide spectrum of different style of games that are on Game Pass. Um, the first one is a Memoir Blue. Um, if you guys didn't uh, have a seen about this game, it's on Game Pass. Really quick game, really easy to get a thousand games for if you wanted to. Uh, it's about a woman who um, has the fame and fortune of being this, you know, Olympic swimmer. And she's just not happy because she went through her life and be got all of these different accolades while having a poor to non-existent relationship with her mother. Um, so that game, it, it's a bit depressing. I'm, I know we're just so happy with Miranda's list and we're having a good time. But this game is it's really, really sad. And uh, it can bring up a lot of different things personally, um, depending on how your relationship is with, with your parents. And it really shows how, even though you can have a very successful life without that parent that particular parent being there for you throughout those steps and being at your swim meets and being at your competitions and being there even with all the accolades in the world you still can be unhappy um and the other one is uh on the complete opposite spectrum is guardians of the galaxy we go from an indie <laughs> game to a triple a game that's non-stop fun uh, a game that i really didn't plan on playing i i was not interested in this game um, but I still bought it day one, but I actually finished it on Game Pass when it released. And just talk about, you know, the 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 combat is so much fun. The the friendship and the hardships that they go through as a team is just so much fun. The the voice acting was really good and surprisingly done very, very, very well. Um, that's a game against on the opposite side of a memoirs blue. But if you just want to go have fun and shoot some stuff and laugh and have a good time, have a really good story and really good gameplay. Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect game and also shows you that, hey, Xbox Game Pass has indie titles, but also you want that triple A blockbuster, everyone knows this game style. Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect, perfect game for that. And honestly, well just said. such a good reminder that Guardians is on Game Pass because I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, Game Pass, the interface on the console could probably use mm. some 
it could it could be more fully featured, right? It could have like mm-hmm. more be more personally curated, have like top. There, there's more that could be done there, I think. But it's a good problem to have. Stella, anything, uh, any particular Game Pass games we that you'd want to throw in that we haven't covered already? Tunic, but yeah. <laughs> I, y- y'all covered everything I, I honestly again i forgot that guardians of the galaxy was on game pass i do have it on steam but i'm just like eh, it seems like a really good console game to play so <laughs> i might just like yeah. sit on my couch and play it because like you know i don't always want to be at my desk to play games so yeah that seems like a really good like couch relax have a cup of tea play play through yeah uh for my part i mean halo is an obvious one certainly it's one of the biggest games on the platform but uh, I would I would really throw in not that this is a this is a big name too but I would say Forza Horizon Five because mm. I I think what uh, Game Pass Game Pass has had a, a massive effect on that game in particular uh, going back to Horizon Four really in the sense that you know I think we've talked about this on Unlock before so I'll keep it quick but a lot of people think oh sure it gets great reviews but yeah it's a car game it's driving I don't know if I really you know I'm not I don't want to I'm not going to spend sixty bucks on that. But on Game Pass, with it right there at your fingertips, people try it and they think and they find, wow, I love this. This is, you know, I don't have to be this like super car nut to appreciate this. It's it's just it's fun. It's casual. It's gorgeous. It's laid back. Uh, And and I'll I mean, I would even go out on a limb and Stella and Miranda might disagree with me and that they're welcome to do so. But I think Game Pass helped. Forza Horizon 5 win IGN's Game of the Year uh, last year in the sense that a bunch of our staff played it that, like, we try to get as many people to play as many games every year as possible for the voting, but but everyone on the team having access to it through Game Pass, as soon as the kind of buzz started up internally, like, Horizon's a 10, you got to play it, and people did. They just, you know, they had it right there at their fingertips, and then they got hooked on it. Uh, I mean, people like Brian Altano that don't normally play Forza Horizon. Uh, there's a there's a list of those folks at IGN. So uh, it this applies to anybody buying that, that's getting a Series X. Forza Horizon Five will not steer you wrong, if you'll pardon the phrasing, <laughs> pardon the pun on okay. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice no, job, Brian. I mean, I think you I know, talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah, I would not have played this game normally, but again, Game Pass gave me the opportunity to try it out, and I ended up loving it so much. I actually played through it again, like. It's just such a nice game. Like when you're not really sure of what you want to play, you just want to, you know, maybe like listen to music. I actually, I love the radios in in the game, but I actually ended up building my own Forza playlist on Spotify. So I just listen to that and like, I just drive. I don't even do the races. I just drive. And yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think had Game Pass not had this game, I would not have touched it. But I'm so glad I did because it made me realize how gorgeous this game is, how fun it is. Um, So yeah, no, you're, you're, not going to disagree with you there. All right. Speaking of Game Pass, uh, and actually speaking of, we already David already name dropped our friend Jez Corden from Windows Central. We're gonna we're gonna give him a, a second shout out this there week. You go. Love Jez. Yeah, he's a good dude. Big scoop by him uh, and the team at Windows Central this past week. They have received confirmation from multiple sources at Microsoft that uh, Microsoft will be introducing a Game Pass family plan sometime later this year jez's report on windows central states that a higher tier of game pass will allow up to five other players to access the full library so long as they reside in the same country as the primary account holder 
The new plan is expected to make use of Microsoft's existing family account system used with services like Microsoft Office 365, which makes perfect sense. I mean, if Microsoft has that infrastructure uh, and the sort of parameters of that and it works for Office, of course, you'd, you'd apply it uh, where necessary to Game Pass as well. And this is just, I mean, <laughs> analysts were already celebrating as I was talking there. I mean, this is going to be such a welcome option for a lot of people. And really, I would say, not that it's necessarily intended as this, but a possible side effect of, of a family plan for uh, Game Pass is that it's a little bit of uh, maybe accidental 4D chess from Microsoft, because <laughs> if you're getting a whole family into the Xbox ecosystem at a great value, a, a really good price, they're going to be more likely to stay there rather than go to the competition. So it's just pulling, it's going to pull more people into the uh, into the Xbox world. It's some some big picture thinking by Microsoft. David, your thoughts on a family plan for Game Pass? No, I think it's fantastic. One thing that shocked me was the term, um, as long as they're in the same country. I was expecting household. Um, but just five people in the same country, that's that's a, that covers a wide spectrum of people. Because currently, I game share with myself in my own household. So I have a Game Pass account here at my desk, but then also in our living room, I have the Series S where I, I game share to allow this console to have Game Pass as well. Um, and so I was thinking it would be more along that, but to hear that it's five people in the country, best believe people are gonna, their best friends or family, their, <laughs> their other, their uncles, brothers, sisters, uh, their family. We're going to get as many people as we, as we can and possible in this family plan. But I think it's great because you're going to get more people who um, might not necessarily be into the ecosystem say, hey, you know, let me get into your your family and try these games out. And that will lead to them buying more games. Because as we know, it has been proven, you know, Game Pass uh, pushes sales. It pushes game sales. People buy more games on Game Pass. They play more games on Game Pass. So if you get more people who may not even be financially able to get into Game Pass or whatever reason, uh, they're going to be able to access and realize this really might be the best value in gaming. So kudos to Microsoft and to be announcing this right after we get their competitors um, plan, uh, their tiers. To announce this right after is pretty big. Well, they didn't announce it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jez, sorry. Jez, sorry. You know. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Kudos to Jez. Yeah. And, and Windows Central. Um, Miranda, I mean, this is, uh, there's nothing to argue against on this, really, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see the pricing. And of course, when they're going to fully announce it, when this goes live, I already have a uh, shout out to my twin sister. Hi, Sarah. I love you. Uh, she's She always watches our show. And so I got her into Game Pass and she listens to the show to find her recommendations and stuff, which is nice because I'm like, you could just ask me. But <laughs> it's really sweet. Um, but these sorts of things are really great, I think, for bigger families as well. Like, I can already think of the four people who will be on my family. So it's all my siblings and my dad and we we play a lot of games together they all have pcs um some of us have xboxes and that's just an easy way to say hey well now we all have this together and we can play all these games together rather than being limited to just seven days to die so uh let's move on from the zombie game and try something new so i think that's that's what's most exciting for me is it's not going to be another ask for me to get or to have them buy something and it's something that say like i can upgrade the plan because we we strategically like say who's going to pay for what, and then they share the subscription kind of deal. Um, so having that, and then I can like essentially help 
my family get access to more games sounds like a really great deal. So I'm excited for that. Stella, you think, uh, will, will this be something you take advantage of? Uh, I think my friends will take advantage of it because I'll put them on my, my account. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think, again, yeah, what Miranda said, I want to see the pricing, but I feel like Xbox is just doing a really good job of making Game Pass as accessible as possible, and it's great, and I love it, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, not a lot. I know some people are going to be like, oh, this, y'all always talk about Game Pass. It's like, do you not realize how good of a deal this is? Like, actually, just think about it. <laughs> it is such a good deal. And Xbox is doing such a fantastic job. Well, Microsoft is doing such a fantastic job of making sure that they can get uh, people access to these games that they wouldn't have tried before. So why not expand that even more? Bring in more people. Expand your audience. It's it's a really good thing that they're doing. Just yeah, and Oh, go ahead, Miranda, please. Just, sorry. The, just a real quick thought of imagine having this as a kid. Like, wow, oh. so many games. That's <laughs> oh, a good point. Please. It's so weird. Like, I, I'm thinking, too, it's like, oh, well, when I was a kid, so exactly, David, as you are saying, with you can just, you know, game share with yourself. Like, if, if the whole point of having it throughout the country is like, well, if you already have a game or a game pass on one console, like, everyone on that console has access to it, so long as it's your primary console. So, like, the point of this would be to get game pass on more consoles or more units or more PCs, whatever you want to, where you want to play. Um, it's like, I could absolutely see this being like a thing where like, you know, my parents paid for it and then my cousins also were on the plan or something. And so then we all have access to the games and like, just, I think building that ecosystem of like access, it, it just makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's really nice is all I'm thinking. <laughs> I got to figure too, that there's, this is kind of the, this is like a, a level three move that you can only really make uh, once you've built up the momentum and put in the work over the last five years on Game Pass, and you've built up, you know, 25 million subs. Now you can go, okay, what, you know, we've got a good bit of revenue coming in on this every month. What's the next step we can take to try and, you know, cast an even wider net here? Like this is probably not something they they could have or would have done when Game Pass first launched. This is something that you had to work up to and build up to. And now here we go. You've, you're, we're going to have a, a, a Game Pass family plan option, which, I mean, it's not a, a stretch, I think, to suggest that at Microsoft's E3, since there is no real E3, uh, whatever their summer press conferences, their, their game showcase, that's probably where they would announce something like this. Mm -hmm. I would suspect yeah. they'd take a minute uh, and announce it. So we'll see if, uh, if that proves to be the case. now. While we're talking about Game Pass, I wanted to go through the list of the, the new April games for Game Pass. Uh, starting with, for me, number one on the list is the game behind me. I literally just installed it this morning uh, before. I haven't had a chance to dive in yet. MLB The Show 22, the second year now that uh, not only do we have the best simulation baseball game on the planet on Xbox, but also on Game Pass, which is just crazy. I mean, what a... <laughs> if you just... Even forget about three years ago, five years ago, like, it, or I flip that, forget about five years ago, three years ago, I would not have believed you. I'd been like, wait, really? We're going to have Emily the show on Xbox and it'll just be in Game Pass? That's all, that's amazing. So uh, that's up now. You have, uh, if you're, uh, if you're more of a fan of British sports, Cricket 22 uh, as well. Chinatown Detective Agency coming on Thursday, along with Dragon Age 2 in the cloud. So you'll be able to stream that. Uh, through your uh, you know, phone or, or device. 
Plants uh, also in the cloud, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, and Star Wars Squadrons uh, cloud as well. Then next week, we have Life is Strange, True Colors. Don't miss that one. That's, a, that's good. I had started that. Uh, I didn't finish it, though. I'm going to finish it. Panzer Corps 2 on PC on April 12th. Uh, the Dungeon of Nahulbeck. I think I'm slaughtering the <laughs> pronunciation of that. That's a PC game as well. And then Lost in Random. Uh, on April 14th on everything, cloud, console, and PC, which we're seeing uh, footage of. This is a game, actually, I'm going to try this on Game Pass because I meant to play this and never did. So this will be a good excuse to jump back into that. Uh, speaking of jumping back into things, my week was made first thing Monday morning this week. Uh, this, this might just be a segment for me. I don't know if any of the other panelists care about this. Uh, but humor me anyway. I'm the host, so I get to decide what happens. <laughs> oh, okay. This host it. privilege. Love it. Wow. <laughs> I I never expected this. I'd never thought this day would come. Return to Monkey Island has been announced, and I'm just going to preface this. I don't even know if this is coming to Xbox. This might just be a PC game, uh, but that's okay. We we embrace PC here on this show now as well. A teaser trailer. Uh, and very scant details were put up. If you're with us on video this week, we're watching the teaser trailer right now. So Disney owns the IP uh, because they, of course, absorbed LucasArts and Star Wars some years back. And uh, in that time, we've started to see, more specifically recently, uh, Disney start to license their IPs out to specific third-party developers instead of just developing things in-house like trying to find the best fit for each game we've seen you know we've got uh machine games of course in the microsoft family doing the new indiana jones that we don't really know anything about quite yet we've got the kotor remake being done uh, at aspire with a with a number of original bioware developers we've got quantic dream uh, doing star wars eclipse and now we have Ron Gilbert, the original creator of Monkey Island, coming back to do his Monkey Island 3, Return to Monkey Island. Uh, Devolver is publishing this. It's out this year. Dave Grossman, who is one of the original writers and designers, is also back, as is the original composer, Michael Land, and uh, the voice of Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island 3 onwards, including the special editions of 1 and 2. I mean, the voice of Guybrush Threepwood, Dominic Armado. They're bringing Murray back from Monkey Island 3 onwards, in, in, sort of folding him into this Monkey Island 3. I am, I was like, I literally didn't believe this when I saw it in my email yesterday. I was like, is this still, like, is, is this email dated from Friday and I missed it and this is a joke? It's totally not <laughs> a joke. So uh, I, I'm like, if you've never played Monkey Island, you really should. Uh, there were... I mean, back on the 360, there were special editions released for 1 and 2, which added voiceover and, a, and a, a graphical layer, a new graphical layer. But you could switch back and forth between the original graphics and the new graphics at the touch of a button, like Halo uh, 1 Anniversary. And so, but I think you, I don't think you can buy those anymore. And I don't, I'm pretty sure they're not in Game Pass. But um, basically any PC will run the Monkey Island Special Editions, and they're on Steam or GOG as well, uh, if you want to give them a try, because these are some of the best adventure games ever made. Now, uh, I will get off my little host soapbox 
and and bring in the rest of the crew by asking this what are your dream sequels or revivals that for one reason or another have not yet come to fruition let me go uh to david first on this because i see you've got a, a very compelling answer jotted down here david First, I want to say I want someone to speak about me how you speak about Monkey Island because the the <laughs> pure joy, the pure joy coming off of you right now is spectacular, and I would love to love something as much as you love this franchise. Apparently, um, for me, my my dream sequel would never happen because the developer no longer does console games. Um, is Lost Odyssey. Uh, Miss Walker created this game back in two thousand and seven, if I'm Sounds not mistaken. Right. Yeah, and it was for all intents and purposes, this was Xbox's Final Fantasy because it was made by the people who made Final Fantasy. Yeah, and it was such a beautiful and stunning game for its time. Even today, like it holds up even without any type of enhancements, it still looks really good. Unreal and, Engine, uh, I remember with this yes. One. Yes, and it, it was such such a good game. Um, it, it brought about a different styles, different styles of a battle mechanic as far as the placement of where your your mages will be and being able to cross uh, different abilities. Like you can have a black mage learn a healing ability, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, Kame or Kaim, I might be pronouncing it wrong. He was such a a iconic in a way character from the very beginning of the game. You really saw, okay, this is the guy. He is a bad A, and we're going to have some fun with this title. Uh, unfortunately, the developer, Miss Walker, uh, they came out last year, I believe, and said there's no there's no plans for a remaster or remake at this time. And they are currently focused primarily on um, JRPGs on mobile devices. But this game, I mean, and it's on backwards compatibility um if you have all four discs um or you could buy it and just play it digitally um it, it is such a good game a game that you can really put lots of time in um the dialogue was really really good i did like i enjoyed how they did the cutscenes in this game uh with the little slashes when people came up and talked that was pretty cool uh really really good game really really deep jrpg and one that a lot of people even to this day, with everyone's higher standards when it comes to how a game should look, would appreciate the look of this game, a 2007 game on the Xbox 360. Uh, it's my dream sequel that will unfortunately never happen. So. I, I'm going to hold on to a little of optim, a little optimism for you, my friend, just because the studio does still exist. It's not like yes. you know, the studio's folded and it's gone. and like So it, it could happen. You never know. It could hold, keep a little faith. A little bit. I'll, I'll, out of the 100% of me saying it's not going to happen, I'll give 2% because of you and your enjoyment for Monkey Island. So there it is. If Monkey, if a, if a new Ron Gilbert Monkey Island game can happen, Anything's a new possible. Lost Odyssey could definitely happen. And you're right, by the way, when uh, when our super producer Red had footage up of, of Lost Odyssey, it did still look pretty good for being two generations old at this yes. point. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I remember that game being pretty gorgeous at the time. Uh, Miranda, you have one? Yes, I do. I was doing my research again really quickly. I was like, yeah, that's correct. Um, I have two. One, of course, is Susan Frenzy. Goes without saying. Uh, then <laughs> number two, in all seriousness, I kind of feel bad because it's not an Xbox game. It's a Sony exclusive, and it's like my favorite Sony exclusive. But it fills the criteria of what we're looking for here because I think a lot of the games that I really love already have sequels coming back like for instance mass effect getting 
a, a new take. Like we're going back to Shepard and crew, which is like, what? Okay. I mean, I'm very much a proponent of letting things die. Like let everything have an end. Like you have to let something go for the long sleep. And I think stories are better that way because you have a through line and an ending and that ending is really important. Um, however, I know a lot of folks maybe have thoughts on the ending of Mass Effects. So um, it's maybe good that's coming back. But for me, my game that I was really wanting to come back, but I don't think is going to come back because of news that happened over at Sony is Gravity Rush 3. I love Gravity Rush so much. Apologies for, uh, yeah, thank you, Red, uh, for showing PlayStation game on an Xbox that's show. That's okay. That's our love. Guys, this game, it's so f***ing, excuse me, it's so good. It's so gosh darn good. Um, what I really love about this is it plays a lot with physics. So the idea is that you're this girl who has gravity powers. This originally came out on the Vita, and then they did Gravity Rush 2 for the PS4. Um, and you have different styles of, like, how heavy you are, how light you are. And you just, like, attack a lot of really cool monsters using gravity flowers. So you're basically flying around all wildly using gravity to go through things. It has, like, really neat comic style. Um, the world is just absolutely beautiful. And the team that did this within Japan Studio, um, which was, like, their team gravity is what they called it, uh, unfortunately, will not be making more because Japan Studio got folded into Team Asobi and they did Astro's Playroom. So a lot of people who worked on this just don't work at that team anymore and i think they just are kind of folded a lot of the projects that were under japan studio for some more of the creative things like this um i think it's really a shame because you see something that is so creative and obviously it, it probably took so much work to get this done and and have something that's so unique and to see that just sort of say like all right well that that was it I'm like but there's still more you could do here like yes i want things to end but this one this one you could do more. So um, a big bummer to have that go. And maybe, who knows, maybe Xbox will be like, hey guys, you wanna do something in the same vein? Like I think of things like, uh, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Sun Sunset Overdrive and how unique that was as well. And I think when you get into unique movements and combat through that, that's where you get something that's so special and you just wanna see more of that. Maybe not even in this, hey, that's me. I'm sorry, watching the game. Oh, this is my review. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, getting to see how you use that platform to tell a different story that, you know, it doesn't make sense to do in film or television or anything else. And I, I wanna see more of those games. And this is just like a prime example of that, so. I'm yeah. seeing a little mirrors edgy parkour here. I'm even I'm seeing oh, yeah. a you know a little some hints of Super Mario Galaxy here with the with the way the, the gravity flips. It's pretty it's good stuff. It's a good game. Yeah. Stella, do you have anything? Uh okay. Miranda, I, I will also choose a PlayStation game too. Uh, but also another like an Xbox game as well. So uh, of course I, I feel like this is not a surprise, but I want Titanfall 3. That's not going to be a surprise to anyone here because, like, I keep advocating for Titanfall. So, Titanfall 3, please. I know they said that it's not outside of the realm of possibility, but, like, that is open to a lot of uh, interpretation. Anyways, definitely want Titanfall 3. Uh, I really want, so I just dived, I started to get back into Bloodborne after Elden Ring. And Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time, aside from Titanfall, which doesn't count because that's, like, two different games. Uh, I want Bloodborne 2. That's what I want. Beautiful world, love. I absolutely love the lore in this game, and it's just gorgeous. I, look, just give me like 60 FPS or something. Like, give me some sort of update on Bloodborne first, and then and then give me Bloodborne two, please. 
because like it, it is such a good game like i absolutely adore the world and the lore building in this so yeah those are those are my two games <laughs> good picks strong picks all around uh i'm gonna i'll i'll throw one more in i would I'd say i mean the cliche answer which is i would still kill for is half-life 3 i mean <laughs> half-life 3 but if i really wanted to dream super big that like it could happen there the pieces are there it could it's just a matter of whether this person wants it to happen is an actual super mario brothers 4 personally directed by miyamoto rather than just you know overseen from the the you know several rungs up the ladder as he sort of generally does with projects now that you know and and i would want it either in proper 3d or the 2d hd uh visual mm -hmm. style that we've seen that i i adore that art style like with octopath traveler uh uh that's that would be something like because i i had to double check miyamoto is 69 years old so i mean i hope he keeps creating and keeps you know working as long as he's happy and and wants to but you know there's a, <laughs> a before if he decides to retire uh, if, at some point uh, and and you know just go off and do his own thing and and not work at nintendo anymore i would love for an actual super mario brothers 4 before he rides off into the sunset so those are my picks uh let's move on here that was a fun discussion i, I like that <laughs> next this week Back to Xbox news, the Unreal Engine 5 has been officially completed and released to developers. So the full engine is done. Not that it won't continue to be built on and iterated, but UE5 is done and developers now have access to the whole thing. Which means that we are now one step closer to the following Xbox exclusives. This is the list of everything that we either already knew was using uh, Unreal Engine 5, or uh, in fact, there were a couple of surprises at, at this list today. They, Because what happened was Epic had a little stream, a little presentation showing a couple of new tech demos, and they had uh, that classic thing that, that we've seen in, in conferences before of one splash screen with a ton of logos on it showing everybody, all these studios that are working with Unreal Engine 5, so the following Xbox exclusives are now one step closer because this engine is done. Hellblade 2, that we knew about. Gears of War 6, not officially announced, but come on, Miranda, we know it's happening. Oh, what is so bad? Yes. <laughs> we, the Coalition already told us that they were going to be taking more time than usual, that we needed to be patient, but we know this game is happening. Um, I know there's all kinds of rumors out there about the Coalition doing something that isn't Gears. And those may be true. I haven't heard anything to that effect, but I'm, I, I would say there's no way we're not getting a conclusion to Kate's story. There's no way we're not getting a Gear 6. So I miss her. It's going <laughs> to happen, we know. Back. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Avowed is Unreal Engine 5. And yes, uh, that's been... That I'm effectively confirming that through not just it, uh, the Obsidian logo appearing on the screen, but... There were job postings on LinkedIn for Unreal Engine programmers. So you have Hellblade 2, Gears 6, Avowed, Outer Wa Worlds 2. Sorry, Miranda, I almost said Outer Wilds 2. See what Sorry. you've done? Okay, I know. Done. Bring it back the chaos, you know? <laughs> you know, they that needs they both need to come out at the same time. Again, 
Outer yes. Wilds 2 and Outer... So we need a sequel announcement for Outer Wilds. Um, I have some bad which... news there if you finish Outer Wilds. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Outer Worlds 1 was on Unreal Engine, so that's certainly not a surprise. Uh, then Everwild uh, is Unreal Engine, as Sea of Thieves was. But not and now this one, Everwild, will be Unreal 5. We're in whatever state that's in. Obviously, we've heard rumors that that project is, um, you know, going through some things, and hopefully, they're they're coming out of whatever uh, bumps in the road they had, and and we'll see that game again soon. State of Decay three, which uh, that game moving to Unreal, State of Decay moving to Unreal Engine five, gives me a lot of optimism that State of Decay will finally achieve the technical polish. That it's never the first one was built on, if I remember right, CryEngine, and it was this brilliant game that was janky, uh, but we loved it anyway. And then State of Decay Two, which to be fair has gotten so much better over all of its updates since it came out a, a few years ago. But uh, I think State of Decay Two might also might be Unreal Engine, just obviously not UE Five. And then Perfect Dark, uh, also an Unreal Engine Five game. Like that, although we've talked about, you know, we're probably not going to see that one for a while either. We know In Exile, Makers of Wasteland 3, have two new RPGs that are both using Unreal Engine 5. And the, uh, the really, I guess the surprise of this was, uh, Miranda, the Double Fine logo showed up in this. They, of course, just shipped Psychonauts 2 on Unreal 4. So this is seemingly confirmation that whatever Double Fine's next project is, it is using Unreal Engine 5. Yep. Uh, I They haven't hinted at anything as far as I'm aware of what they're doing next, so I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, Psychonauts 2 was lovely, but I, I kind of hope that they're doing another adventure game, like a more of a point-and-click. Like I think uh, returning a little bit back to... How do I... Oh, Broken Age. Like, Broken Age, like, get in those point-and-click adventures. Like, obviously, Unreal 5, you know, you're, you're looking at the tech, right? You're looking at the next-gen yeah. version of things. But I think there's still a lot to be said about the beauty of those sorts of games that seem simple, but I think have complexity in their own way. And I think Double Fine, of course, excels in that. And I'd like to see what they're going to do next. David, how about you? What Of these games, those were all Xbox exclusive that, that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. What's What's top of your list there? what we're watching right now. It's all about <laughs> Hellblade for me. Hellblade 2? Senua, when it first released, uh, Hellblade released on PlayStation. I was there day one, bought it, beat it, fell in love. Uh, when it released on Xbox Game Pass, uh, I played it again. I went and bought a physical copy. I've taken plenty of pictures with cosplayers because I love the character so much. And we get a Ninja Theory game with a Microsoft budget, probably the biggest budget they've ever had in the game, right? And from a technical standpoint, the original Hellblade was absolutely beautiful, right? In a very small team, we're looking at maybe less than 20 developers because that studio was so split amongst different projects at the time. So to have the majority, if not the entire team, focused on Hellblade and uh, for them to have that budget behind it, running on Unreal, run, Unreal Engine 5, this game will be that, hey, I want me a big story-driven third-person over-the-shoulder if you're one of those type of gamers, this is going to be that game. And when, I, when we saw the reveal today, all I could think about was I'm one step closer to being back with Senua, and it can't come fast enough. Stella, how about you from that, that list of Xbox exclusives? What's top of mind for you? 
Oh man, yeah, I, I've had Senua like I've had Hellblade in my account for for long, for so long, and I, I have not played it yet. I want to, and just seeing that footage again, I'm just like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to play that because like it. My current obsession is like Vikings because I started watching uh, the original Viking show. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm all in. So yeah, definitely uh, the second Hellblade. Miranda, you want to make this a clean sweep of the panel and go Hellblade, or do you have another one on this list? <laughs> Gear six. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> easy for me. You have to pick that one. Yeah. So yeah, I, I there's a lot of games I'm really excited for on this list, but I, y'all, Gears five just ended in a very specific way, and like. You mean a I'm, cliffhanger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ready for the next one, so that's. Uh, yeah, I, I understand they need time, and and I can wait, but that's what I'm most excited for by far. Uh, and then I'll I'll finish up here. I got to say, um, for me, it's avowed. I I just think mm. t- much similar to David's point about about uh, Ninja Theory having certainly the biggest budget they've and most you know sort of resources they've ever had on a project. Mm. Their chance to really just flex their muscles. I think that's what avowed is for Obsidian. I mean, and Obsidian has made plenty of excellent games over the years. I mean, South Park, The Stick of Truth is one of my favorite role-playing games ever. One of the funniest games ever made. Uh, of course, I mean, they've made, uh, obviously, their most well-known game, Fallout New Vegas, which is so loved and respected for good reason. They've made so much good stuff over the years. And and for me, for them doing a first-person, large-world role-playing game in Unreal Engine 5 with the full might of Microsoft behind them, I can't wait for that. That's that's the number one game on this list for me. But but really, there's all this stuff. There's a lot to look forward to. And just as a added footnote before we just move on to the Unlock Block trivia segment and then wrap up, as part of the Unreal Engine 5 announcement today that they had shipped the engine, Crystal Dynamics announcing that they have started on a new Tomb Raider game using Unreal Engine 5. So. Uh, that should be, I mean, given the quality of the the other Tomb Raiders, the last three, I guess they did the the first two of the that most recent one was was mostly uh, uh, Idos Montreal on that. But yeah, uh, particularly, I mean, Rise of the Tomb Raider was my 2015 game of the year. Uh, it did not win on IGN, but that's what I voted for, and I thought that was just a incredible game. That was that was the last Tomb Raider that Crystal Dynamics was the lead developer on. So. Cannot wait to see what they do with Unreal Engine 5. I feel like Miranda and I had this had similar reactions. Just it was the <laughs> one game where guides ruined it for me. The one game in my entire career where I was just like, I can never look at this game the same way. Really? Wait, why? I'm yeah. Confused. Oh, gosh. That, that game is so bloated with stuff to do. I think. Really? Oh, okay. There's just. Oh, man. That was there a heavy a lot. There is a oh, lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, yeah. my my gripes with with the most recent trilogy is just, oh my god, the story. Her character development was all over the place, and I was just having this discussion with someone on Twitter, but like, just, oh my god, inconsistent on like who Lara Croft was and who she is now, and I was I was just so irritated with it. So, if they do this correctly, um, <clears throat> sure, I'm excited, but as of right now, I am not very impressed. <laughs> I thought Ooh, see, wow. I thought Rise, the second one smoothed out a lot of the story because the first one the story got patently absurd by the end of the game and i was just like rolling my eyes but i thought two 
two did a pretty good job of reining it in for me. I, yeah, but then three just ruined it. It just made like she I didn't was... finish three. So. Okay, three okay. Go, three goes off. Oh no, it goes <laughs> off. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I finished one. I finished two. I didn't finish three. I, I liked. I, I liked the story of two. To be clear, it's just. I could never look at that game again. I can tell you there's so much is in there. Like I vividly have like in like memory places of like I've been here before. I can tell you where everything is in this area. Um, but David, I, are I you are you a fan of the the re most recent Tomb Raider trilogy or any any one of them in particular? Oh, the, the first game I thought was was fantastic. The second one I thought was was on par. That third one I think I maybe played an hour and I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. This this is where I, I I walk away from it. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. But again, that the the, the first two games were on par. I can't I can't get down with the the last was a shadow. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. I, yeah. Yeah. C couldn't get couldn't get with it. Yeah, I remember I got past the flood scene, which I know is fairly early on, and I don't I don't remember how far I ended up getting into the game. But yeah, something about it. I was the same way. It just didn't didn't hold me. Yeah. Let's do a trivia question. Uh, these are always nice to do, especially when we have a special guest like David. So uh, our question this week, our Unlock Block trivia question, comes from Dominic, whose gamer tag, this is one of the best gamer tags I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is so say. good. What the heck? It's all caps, and it's ARG. A-A-A-H-H-R-R-R-G-G-G. -G -G. Three of each letter, ARG. So bravo, Dominic. That is a <laughs> tremendously fantastic gamer tag you can only say it you have to shout it that's uh, which i love so dominic asks which xbox console generation did not use an x86 based processor in the box so a tech focused xbox question this week was it the original xbox the 360 the xbox one or the xbox series let me uh, as you all mull over your answer uh let me go to the standings here miranda at three points destin at two points still at one point and uh we'll see david if we can get you on the board here this week now let's go to our special guest first david do you know this one i do not and as tempting as it is to scour the internet i want to try to use uh, i'm trying to try to piece together two or three brain cells to see if i can figure this out so if i had to Give myself an honest answer. I'm going to say definitely not C or D. I'm, I'm, I'm solid in that, okay? And if I had to bet my life insurance policy, I'm going, to, I'm going to go B because something tells me A is too obvious to say. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to go B. All right, so you're, you're kind of playing a little mind game with yourself. Maybe, you're, maybe that's the thing to do. Maybe that's not. We'll see. Yes. I, all right, I appreciate you talking us through that. <laughs> so, Stella, how about you? Uh, that was also my answer, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, um, every time I second guess myself, it's so bad, but like, you know, it happens. Uh, I'll, I'll just go with B. It's fine. Okay, joining David on the Xbox 360 train here. Miranda, do you want to go all for one and one for all, or are you going to venture off? We're going to be the Three Musketeers, because that's what I was going to guess, too. <laughs> and also, I have to say, I'm really glad Destin's not here, because oh, I'm sure God, he would yeah. know this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to guess through 360 as well, because I figured maybe for the second generation they would change it up. But I am i don't know this one for sure. So, 
Well, uh, you do know this one. You all got it correct. Oh my God. Very well done. Yes, it was the 360, uh, which used a power PC-based architecture. The original Xbox was practically an off-the-shelf Intel chip, uh, and the Xbox One also x86, <laughs> and certainly the, the Series X uh, is also x86. And so is the, the PS4 went to x86, and so did the PS5. That's why you know, multi-platform development is uh, is easier than ever. I'm not a developer. I don't want to pretend it's easy, but uh, it's a little easier to, you know, than it was in the, the 360 PS3 days where you had two wildly different architectures mm -hmm. going on on each console. So bravo to all of you. Great job <laughs> on getting that one correct. I've updated the scoring. And Dominic, again, whose gamer tag is ARG, has uh, sent in an excellent trivia question. And thank you for that, Dominic. If anybody else out there wants to send in an Xbox trivia question, please do so via email. The email address is unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question, include four multiple choice answers, and please note the correct one in your email. And don't forget your name. And optionally, like Dominic, you can include your gamer tag if you'd maybe like to make some unlocked listener friends on Xbox Live. With that, we've come to the end of Unlocked 538. David, uh, everybody has fallen in love with you once again. Thank you so much for being here. Please give yourself a plug. Plug the website, your social channels, anything you want to mention here where we can follow you and keep tabs on what you're up to. Yeah, before the plug, I, I want to say I'm kind of sad Destin isn't here because I want another opportunity to make him smile because he doesn't smile, at least from my <laughs> perspective, very often. And I let him know <laughs> that I am part of the, I'm the head of the Big Man Coalition, so I'll be doing a full review of those cookies. Let them know that, um, you know, that, that's common, so you need to be aware of that. But yes, um, LV1Gaming.com is a minority-owned operator site that we run that I like to give people an opportunity uh, who wants to dibble-dabble in this space, see if it is for them. A lot of people have great opinions in our gaming community, but they don't have a platform or outlet to be able to express those opinions, or they don't have the opportunity to be able to talk to developers or talk to people in the industry. And I created LV1Gaming.com to, uh, to give people that opportunity. Uh, if you have a passion for gaming, you have a love for gaming, um, I definitely would like give anyone the opportunity. Uh, I am everywhere uh, at Fame ENT2K, uh, at LV1 Gaming, everywhere across the board. And again, I, I just want to say thank you, Ryan. Uh, just, just been an awesome dude, man, and letting me back on. It was nice to meet everyone once again. And uh, yeah, su such a great show. And and hopefully that um, I'll be invited back another day. Oh, you will, my friend. Sorry it took so long to get you back on. Oh, you know, we try to just spread the love, have as many guests on as we can over time. But I'm so glad you came back. And everybody, make sure to visit and bookmark LV1Gaming.com. Make it part of your daily you. gaming community website routine. Stella, got anything to plug on what you're up to? Uh, sure. So I am everywhere at Parallax Stella. I usually stream 6 p.m. PST after work. Uh, currently going through Bloodborne, but also playing Apex because the new split just happened for Ring. Uh, this weekend on Sunday, 11 a.m. PST, I am going to be live on Lenovo Legion's channel, hosting their Legion Masters Apex tournament for the South America region. So please tune in. It is the grand finals. So I'll see you all there. <laughs> nice. Nice. Miranda? Yeah, you can find me at Havoc Gross and that's Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. And that's probably the best places you'll find me. Um, right now, I think we're still just focusing on making sure our Elden Ring guide is as complete as possible. We have so many helpful things. I have been using it nonstop while I am playing, even though I usually try to figure out stuff myself. Sometimes you just need a little help finding that strategy or a build guide or something. Um, and I think scheming and planning for what I'm going to do has been 
a lot easier using our guides. So uh, that team has just done a fantastic job and I'm, I'm really proud of what we have. We also have a nice interactive map too. So if you just need to check something, I got that as well. Sometimes I just need to find the next uh, side of Grace and I'm just like, where are you? I'll just look at our map. <laughs> so it's really helpful. Um, and that's kind of it for me for right now. Sweet. Well, uh, if you were playing the unlocked drinking game at home, you probably, you have to do like four shots for Miranda dropping an F-bomb mid-show. <laughs> I'm sorry! Or, or if you were betting, like you would have bet on me doing that first before Miranda. So uh, I, I love Miranda throwing everybody for a loop this week. This is a, uh, it's always fun when, when you get an unexpected <laughs> thing that happens on the show. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Our IGN first has started for April. It's our cover story game. Think of it in old school video game magazine terms, the game on the, the cover of the magazine. And the game is The Quarry, which is the new sort of teen horror game uh, from Supermassive Games, the makers of Until Dawn, which is beloved on PlayStation, but also Dark Pictures Anthology, which is, of course, an excellent horror series that's on Xbox as well. So we're covering that all month long where you kicked it off with, you got 30 minutes of gameplay. Uh, so check that out. David Arquette is in this game. There are a few uh, known, established, cool actors in this as well. So do check out that coverage. And that'll do it for Super Producer Red alongside Miranda Stella and our special guest, David, from LV1Gaming.com. I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked 538, and we'll see you guys oh, next week, by the way. I won't be here, but I suspect you're going to like next week's host better than me anyway. So uh, there's something a little special in the works for next week. Hopefully nothing will go horribly wrong, and <laughs> it won't happen. Like, hopefully it will happen as planned. Everything is on track as of now when we're recording this. So uh, check out next week's episode, and you'll probably wish I was never coming back when you see who's hosting next week. So wow. with that, we'll see everybody next time. Happy gaming.